0: Today, Chuck Todd engages in full-blown media deception. I know, you're all shocked and appalled. Uh, Also, hashtag Obamagate. We have got the latest on this Monday, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Chad Prather himself, America's favorite cowboy, host of The Chad Prather Show here on Blaze TV. I'm
1: so glad to be joined to something.
0: Are you? Yeah,
1: it's been a been a long weekend. It has. And happy Mother's Day. I hope you Thank had a fantastic you. Mother's Day. I
0: appreciate it. And I did all the
1: mothers. Yes, out there. all the
0: mothers out there who are working overtime right now,
1: being teachers and all that.
0: Oh, God bless all of you. I don't know how and your we're dog doing isn't your thing. child. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. If you're just a dog mom, I'm not. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not Mother's Day for you yet. All right, but happy God bless Mother's you anyway. Mother's Day, whatever. <laughs> All right. We're also joined by Josh Hammer, official Blaze TV contributor. Josh Hammer, thanks you for know, being Sarah, here. Sarah, I barely
2: recognize today our redneck brother. <laughs> but as for me, I got a haircut yesterday, so I'm just real it happy. Looks great,
0: yeah, it looks that. great, by the way. Yeah, it looks great. And you. I know you guys Look noticed at you. my nails are actually done for the first uh-huh. time in what eight weeks. Feels good. It feels good to live in Texas, everyone. Uh, All right. (laughs) Over the weekend, I know, I, I hope you're sitting down for this one. I know you're gonna be shocked. You may need to find a fainting couch. I'm not sure, but uh, over the weekend, NBC News engaging in clear media uh, deception in their coverage of uh, Attorney General Bill Barr. He was uh, he was engaging in an interview where he's talking about the Michael Flynn case. I know we covered this at great length last week. Uh, the DOJ dropped the charges against him, and uh, Chuck Todd, MSNBC. So here's here's what we're gonna do. Okay, we're gonna play Chuck Todd and his clip. Of the Bill Barr interview. All right. And then we're gonna stop for a second and then we're gonna play the rest of the story. So let's listen first to what aired on MSNBC's Meet the Press with Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd trying to make the point that I guess Bill Barr is uh not utilizing the justice system correctly. Here's what here's what Chuck Todd had to say.
1: I want you to listen to this Bill Barr answer to a question about what will history say about this. Way do you hear this answer? Take a listen.
0: When history looks back on this decision, how do you think it will be written?
1: Well, history is written by the winner, so it largely depends on, on <laughs> uh, who's writing the history. I was struck, Peggy, by the cynicism of the answer. It's a correct answer, but he's the attorney general. He didn't make the case that he was upholding the rule of law. He was almost admitting that, yeah, this is a this is a political job.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, I guess that would be kind of weird if he just ended it there, right, and just said, well, history is written by the winner, so I guess it just depends on who's writing the history. Turns out that's not the full context of his quote. Here is the actual question, and the full answer kind of changes things a little. Let's see what you think. Watch. When history looks back on this decision... How do you think it will be written?
1: Well, history is written by the winner, so it largely depends on on <laughs> uh, who's writing the history. But I think a fair history would say it was a, it was a good decision because it it upheld the rule of law. It helped it, it upheld the standards of the Department of Justice, and it undid what was an injustice.
0: Oh, so it turns out that he was actually stating the position that it upheld. The rule of law. Kind of important to leave in there, MSNBC. Uh, But uh, they finally, they were forced to tweet out, enough people raised holy hell, they were forced to tweet out uh, that earlier today, this was yesterday, earlier today we inadvertently and inaccurately cut short a video clip of an interview with Barr before offering commentary and analysis. Yeah, I'm sure it was inadvertent. The remaining clip included important remarks from the attorney general that we missed and we, we regret the error Uh, I'm very sure. And Donald Trump was not convinced of this. He said, sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd should be fired by Comcast, Comcast, NBC for this fraud. He knew exactly what he was doing. Public airwaves equal fake news. I'm inclined to agree with him right now. Chad, what do you think?
1: Yeah. When you say inadvertently and inaccurately, Mm -hmm. that's not a good response to somebody who says, wait till you get a load of this answer. That is a... Uh, that is a purposeful misrepresentation, you know. So you go back to a press briefing a few weeks back, where uh, a Jim Acosta, you know, says to the president, "Sir, I think it's time." Didn't say sir, but it's time for you to admit to the American people that we are not the enemy of the American people. As journalists, as the news media, uh, you've characterized us as an enemy of the people. This is why people believe in this c- phenomenon, which is fake news. Mm-hmm. You don't know who to trust anymore. Honestly, I have people who will come to me, send me messages, where do you get your news? And I will usually don't tell them because I'm embarrassed to tell them where I get my news, and I'm not going to say it here. But it's one thing, I love being a part of the Blaze team because we there's no, there's not that need to try and twist everything. We were talking before the show about certain stories we don't want to talk about because you know us, we're going to be honest about our opinions, mm-hmm. right? And these guys have a clear and legible bias in everything they're doing.
0: Yeah. Josh, what do you think?
2: Well, first of all, I'm kind of curious now, Brother Prather is getting his news from Infowars.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Sometimes they're right, it turns sometimes out. They're right. I mean, sometimes
2: Sometimes they're right. frogs actually, never mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, but look. There's there's two words to describe this. It's, it's journal, that's journalistic malpractice. Yeah. Okay, uh, someone someone probably should lose his or her job over that. It it, it doesn't necessarily need to be sleepy eyes Chuck Todd, but someone someone probably ought to lose his job over that. Yeah,
1: and that, that's my thing. If I had a producer who came to me with something like that, and I'm the host of the thing, I'm going to look at it and say this is not fair. I mean, this you you set me up for failure on this because and, and you know as a host sometimes you get things thrown your way. That says this was the clip, and maybe he didn't do his, uh, his homework and figure it out. Uh, I would be pretty pissed off if, if I were the host and that happened to me.
0: Right. Well, and I, as it turns out, I don't uh, – last I read, Chuck Todd uh, did not – he didn't. certainly didn't give an on-air apology to Barr, mm-hmm. to the Justice Department, to anyone, which would indicate he's totally fine with the people who didn't catch that correction – not catching it. And isn't that usually the problem, Josh, is that, you know, you see uh, this type of thing. Now, I don't want to give too much credit to MSNBC or to NBC News. I don't know how many people are watching Meet the Press these days. I'm going to guess way less than used to watch it 10 years ago. Sure. But usually you put something out, it gets a lot of traction. You put out the retraction and it gets, what, maybe half? Of the traction, mm-hmm. so people aren't seeing that you're actually retracting something. Half the best.
2: I mean, like we see this over and over and over again on Twitter, right? I mean, it's it, usually the percentage is like literally like less than ten percent of the traction mm-hmm. that it gets. But there's a broader theme here. Um, I, I have publicly said numerous times that Bill Barr is the most impactful Attorney General since Ed Meese, who was Attorney General under, under Ronald Reagan. And the left just despises Bill Barr. I, this was not inadvertent. I I will go on record saying that someone willfully and willfully distorted this. But mm-hmm. if you go back to the, what Bill Barr has done, he has not been Attorney General for that that long. He's had a series of very conservative speeches. He had a very famous speech at University of Notre Dame in Indiana last. October, where he excoriated the secular uh, progressive left in no uncertain terms. He's come out swinging against nationwide injunctions, which is kind of a legal pet issue of mine. Uh, Rhetorically, he has said a lot of things that kind of are music to conservatives' ears. He's stood for law enforcement. He's backed the blue against kind of like the anti-cop left. He has really kind of hit all of the left's weak points and they're out to get him. That's really that's what's going on here. This is not mal- this is not invertency. This is not like an innocent mistake. They are out to get on a top national Sunday program, the attorney general of the United States, because he stands for conservatives.
0: Yeah. And they wonder why nobody watches their garbage anymore. Uh, so speaking of the Flynn case, uh, as we just mentioned, it was. Officially dropped by the (laughs) DOJ. Michael Flynn's lead attorney, Sidney Powell, who has just been amazing. Can I can I say is that an accurate description, Josh? okay. it has been amazing on this case, getting to the truth of the matter. Uh, She claims on uh, Fox News, she claimed over the weekend that former President Barack Obama was involved in this plot by the Justice Department uh, and the FBI to frame Flynn. Here are some of her remarks.
3: Comey had found, and McCabe had found, the transcripts of Flynn's call with Kislyak. And he briefed Clapper on it immediately. Clapper then immediately went and briefed President Obama on it. Then they have the Oval Office meeting on the 5th. Comey admits in his testimony that the FBI are the people that unmasked General Flynn, our people, whatever that means. And at the meeting on the 5th, Sally Yates was stunned because Obama mentions to her out of the blue about the call and the transcript of the call. She knew nothing about it because Comey hadn't briefed DOJ. Yes. So the whole thing was orchestrated and set up within the FBI, Clapper, Brennan, and in the Oval Office meeting that day with President Obama. So you think this goes all the way up to the top to President Obama? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now we
0: covered this uh, on Friday to a degree and I asked the gentlemen who were here if they thought that Obama would ever actually be held accountable if this in fact was the case, which it looks like it was um, if he will ever actually be held accountable for being involved in something like this. Chad, what do you think? My, my cynicism says no.
1: <clears throat> Probably not. Uh, I think Martha's Vineyard is a great place to have house arrest. Uh, <laughs> That's got a great lavish.
0: If you've got to be under house arrest.
1: Yeah, um,
0: well, but not in 10 years when uh, the, the oceans come <laughs> yeah,
1: up. <laughs> then that it's going to get dicey. Place. To at that point i don't know i'm so I'm so thankful that the charges were dropped first of all from General Flynn you know I, I tweeted yesterday in my snarkiness that that Obama is a thug level corruption I mean that if you really look at it there's no way I mean he's the Chicago way right was the way he handled things. I mean here is a president I'm like I'm still trying to figure out what the hell John Brennan's so mad at I mean, why, why is this guy so angry all the time right but but that's a side point. I mean, like, what's <laughs> going on here in all these guys? But Obama, you know, he's turning loose terrorists. Mm-hmm. But you're going to hammer down on a decorated general and, and make this thing the way that you made it. And you've got clear text messages of someone like Lisa Page who's saying, POTUS wants to know everything we're doing. I, I think the handwriting's kind of on the wall in terms of guilt and involvement. Mm-hmm. But will he be held accountable? We could only dream.
0: Yeah. Um, Josh, I also read that nearly 2,000 Justice Department officials have actually signed a letter calling for Bill Barr to resign over what they describe as his improper intervention in the criminal case of uh, Trump National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. To me, I'm like, you guys are kind of proving our point that you're letting your partisan politics get in the way of doing your job when you're signing on to this.
2: So I've written this column numerous times, OK? I, 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 have an, I had an op-ed for the LA Times back in January on this exact point. Let's get a very rudimentary part of constitutional structure correct, OK? The vesting clause of Article 2 of the Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 1, says the executive power shall be vested in a president of the United States. So what does that mean? It's not vested in the executive branch. It's vested in the president of the United States. What that means is that the various cabinets, the Treasury, Justice Department, DHS, Defense, etc., all of them, are all ultimately accountable to the president. He controls all of them. Mm -hmm. So people who are saying that Bill Barr is political, that he's a hack, that he's just doing the president's bidding, Guess what? Constitutionally speaking, that's what he's supposed to. to do. That is literally his job. He's not a toady. He is doing the president's work because that is his constitutional obligation is to execute the executive power as the Constitution defines it to the president of the United States.
0: Well, and I mean, isn't that the whole concept of saying, you know, that there's a deep state people get lost in, you know, he, thinking, oh, as soon as you hear "deep state," that's some sort of conspiracy theory. But isn't that the whole idea behind a deep state? Is that the, there are these people who think that it's their duty to do something other than what the president directs them to do, even though what the president directs them to do is their job? Sarah, if you had tweeted that, I would reply with little bullseye emoji. <laughs> <laughs> we're over here. Just we're over here. Just I talking mean, is anybody going to sit back right
1: and, and look back at Eric Holder and say he was nonpartisan?
0: I mean,
2: everybody... On the contrary, Eric Holder once famously described himself as Barack Obama's wingman. And here I will go on record and say Eric Holder was right when he said that. That is constitutionally correct.
1: That is constitutionally correct. That's what he was.
0: Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, oh, how our, uh, our uh, I don't know, our perspective changes when the shoe is on the other foot now mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Uh, all right. A lot more to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Freedom Project Education. So... Uh, I talk about this a lot on the show, but uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but there are a lot of uh, Americans who have been homeschooling their kids. And not only have they discovered how badly the public schools have failed them, they've also discovered that it really sucks. You don't want to homeschool your kids. All right. And they're talking about how maybe when when school starts in the fall, they might have online learning now. No, 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 no. You don't want to do that and have to do it yourself. That is why you need Freedom Project Academy. Uh, So now your children can receive an accredited classical online education. This is built by uh, Judeo-Christian values and it's for students K through 12 is the whole schooling system until you get to college. It's a completely interactive educational experience. They attend live classes with students across the country. And Freedom Project Education, um, Freedom Project Academy, they're teaching students how to think, not what to think. It is not like the liberal indoctrination systems that we call public school. You can go to freedomforschool.com. That is freedomforschool. Dot .com request your free information packet today. Uh, enrollment is it's really filling up right now. It was already filling up before coronavirus hit. So you can imagine what their rosters are like now. You really want to go there sooner rather than later. It is a great opportunity to enhance your child's education and keep them safe. It is freedomforschool.com that is freedomforschool.com. Intelligence report from Germany's intelligence service dropped. Try try and say that word. I won't. I won't do it. Bundesnachrichtenlist. I don't
1: know. (laughs) They use words like that all the time in Germany. They're smarter than me.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the German intel service right there. You heard it from me very clearly. That was clear as day. Uh, It has revealed how China and the World Health Organization colluded to suppress the truth about coronavirus. Now, apparently uh, Xi Jinping actually just flat out asked the WHO director in January to suppress the truth. And uh, he just complied, which he did it. He just did it. He was like, all right, I guess I'll do that. I mean, he it's, it's fine it. if people are delayed in their response and, you know, other presidents get blamed for all of this, even though it was kind of your fault. Uh, he was totally fine with it. Now, it probably will not come as a surprise to those of you who watch Blaze TV uh, religiously. Because, as you know, we've been on top of this. Glenn did a special about it not too long ago that was kind of exposing the ties that the executive director of the World Health Organization has to, you know, even terrorist organizations. But here it is. It's not from America, right? It's not it's not Trump stained. okay, Josh, it's not something that the left can go. Oh, well, that's just President Trump trying to deny responsibility for what he did. This is from Germany. It's from Germany. They're finding the same thing that we've found.
2: You know, Sarah, i got to be honest with you, when I hear the phrase German intelligence service, uh, uh, the hairs on <laughs> my back do raise just just, <laughs> just, just just a little bit. I didn't you know? mean to trigger you. No, it's, it's
1: almost like he's Jewish or something. <laughs> uh,
2: no, I do drive a German car, so I obviously, I obviously say that in jest. Um, I, I, I would prefer the viewers think that I drive a truck like a good American, but I do drive a German car, in any event. Um, Yes. Okay. Our European, quote-unquote, allies, of whom I've been extraordinarily critical over the years, Angela Merkel, to her credit, actually, speaking of German intelligence, they finally recently declared Hezbollah in its entirety to be a, a, a terrorist organization. Germany finally took the lead. They were previously, prior to that, the number one European country that was coddling the Iranian regime. I have all sorts of criticisms. Of the euros and the Germans in particular, mm-hmm. um, but yes, it appears that that Germany is is now saying something that uh, the left probably would not like to hear, but they probably should hear. And you know what? The left loves Europe. I, I most conservatives are very kind of europhobic sure. these yeah. days. I personally am one of them. Yeah. But the left, the left loves Europe. The left wants to make they us Europe. They literally. Concepts, yeah. The left wants to model social welfare, healthcare, mm-hmm. immigration, you name it, after the euro. So in theory, they should be trying to listen to what the German intelligence service, that none of us
1: here can pronounce, they. <laughs> Should be listening.
3: That's a great point.
1: <laughs> it's a tragic deal. In all seriousness, I mean, when 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 she comes to Tedros and is like, "Hey, let's keep this thing on the down low for a little bit," they delayed four to six weeks of being able to admit that on the international scale, this was a threat where it could go from humans to humans because that ultimately is what he told them to keep quiet. Mm-hmm. Now, let's don't talk about that. Uh, and, and they did it. They did it. I mean, I don't know what else to say, but they did it. We've sat here at this table so many times and said any subsidiary of the UN and the UN itself is just garbage. Yeah. It doesn't even need to exist. And so the idea that the World Health Organization, which is a subsidiary of the, of the UN, is out there and... Uh, You've got celebrities that are out there raising $150 million for the who? For the world? Like, do you even have a clue what you're doing or what you're attempting right now and who you're trying to help? This is what you get. This is what ignorance has gotten us. This is where we are as as a culture. Yeah.
0: Um, And I keep coming back to if we can maybe, if we can get any sort of silver lining out of this whole pandemic, I think number one... There are a lot more people whose eyes have been opened to the yeah. World Health Organization and who they really are. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, the CDC, also because yeah. I don't think that they're to be trusted either. <laughs> I know that it was do that sunny. again. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. Can you tell? <laughs> I'm not ready for this show today. Uh, I'm still on. I'm still on Mother's Day time. There yeah, you are. But um, the the World Health Organization, the CDC, and what we rely on China so much on. Yeah. Josh, there's yeah. so much that's right. being uncovered that I'm like, okay, if I can think of a silver lining, and no, I'm not trying to say people's deaths don't matter, but I'm right. just saying if any good can come out of it, maybe it's that Americans' eyes can be opened to all of those things. Yeah,
2: that's right, so there are, look, we're gonna feel the repercussions from this once a lifetime event for years and perhaps decades to come, okay? The United States has to fundamentally realign with China, okay, that is one major area that we need to reassess. But the WHO, United Nations thing is a whole nother front, OK? Now, look, in 2016, obviously, there was kind of a, a nationalist resurgence in a lot of respects. The, pres- the election of Donald J. Trump, uh, the Brexit phenomenon for our, our, our English friends across the, ch- across the pond, so to speak. It was a populist nationalist uprising, and these these themes have been in tension with one another for the past four years. We see it across the headlines. This event, will I think, will only redound to the further interests of nationalism. So these transnational tribunals that sap sovereignty, that undermine our own national integrity, that mollycoddle to horrific regimes like the Chinese Communist Party, just get just. Get away with it. Stop funding it. Just get us out. Don't give it the blessing, the imprimatur of the United States of America. We don't need it. It's not doing any good for us. So that is one thing. And yes, of course, we need to fundamentally realign all of it with China, pharmaceutical supply chains, key supply chains in general, Huawei, the spying. All that stuff. But yeah, let's just get the heck out of the WHO, like period, full stop.
0: Which then that kind of ties into uh, one of your latest columns, which is, you know, President Trump needs to get back to his really MAGA roots, which one of those was America first. Stop doing so much business with China and stop funding the U.N. Trump
2: has stood out amongst his social peers, his high-income New York real estate social strata, Mm -hmm. for decades on the China issue. He's surrounded by these kind of neoliberal elites that support free trade, and they kind of espouse these... Uh, you know, bromides about kind of how free trade will liberalize China and it will make them more politically liberal. It hasn't worked. okay? it hasn't worked in 48 years and it's not going to work. But Trump has stood out because he has long been hawkish on the China issue from a trade perspective, a security perspective, a manufacturing perspective, intelligence perspective. That is his issue. And Joe Biden is infamously, uniquely vulnerable on this issue. He famously in 2000, 2001, Helped usher in China to the World Trade Organization, their most favored nation status. So I've said for a month and a half, two months now, whatever, if Trump can get out of this mess sooner rather than later and then frame the election as a referendum on U.S. China relations, he wins. Wow.
0: What do you think, Josh? Josh
1: Hammers, smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he's around. Makes my
0: head hurt. Does it? I d- like d- it. It. <laughs> it just makes me feel really dumb you know, listening I, to him. I'm I don't know how. You really
1: know, that's smart. pretty much <laughs> what I was going to say, Josh. Uh, <laughs> very hawkish indeed. Uh, Walmart's open. Walmart's open through all of this deal. And, you know, the mom and pop stores are closed down. But we can go to Walmart and we can buy everything on their shelves that comes from China. It's amazing to me how the almighty dollar or whatever the currency may be that people are worshiping, everybody's in love with money. And at the end of the day, this iPhone right here would cost $9,000 and not $1,000 if it weren't made in China. At some point in time, we're going to have to put ourselves uh, a little bit, self, make ourselves a little more self-sacrificing and self-denying if we're going to do what you say. And that is hard. It's easy for us to sit here and say, Trump needs to do this, Trump needs to do that. All of these things need to change. But come on, folks. It, it, it was At some point in time, you're going to have to say, you know what? I'm going to churn my own butter at this point in time. It's going to take a little extra time, a little more effort. I'm going to have to be industrious, and I might have to sacrifice for some of my plastic conveniences. But at the end of the day, if it's truly what you want, it doesn't happen in the White House. It happens on Main Street where you live. Great point.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right, we've got a lot more coming up, including (laughs) Governor Cuomo is in hot water after uh, he signed an executive order this whole time. He signed an executive order that was forcing nursing homes to take in coronavirus patients. Gosh, that's uh, mm-hmm. what could possibly go wrong there. Uh, we will get into that after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, NetSuite. So, uh, the last few months, we it's taught us a lot uh, some good and some bad, some stuff we didn't want to, to learn, and some stuff that we did. Maybe you need to eliminate or change something in your business if you're an entrepreneur. Uh, do you have a hairball of multiple software systems oh. when you could streamline with one? Chad, you know this. I you're do an entrepreneur. Know it. I, I want a wireless world. <laughs> A wireless world, well, in one, because it's like, uh, oh, I have this uh, this program for my accounting. Oh, I have this program and that's for what my I'm inventory. Saying when I say that
1: things are so complicated, yes, and that's what I mean. it applies to everything. That's the beautiful. That's the beauty of this. Yeah, it simplifies so much.
0: NetSuite by Oracle. It is the world's number one cloud business system, and it has all of those programs that we're talking about: finance, HR, inventory, e-commerce. Everything is in one place, and they all speak to each other. So you're saving time, you're saving money, you're saving headaches. Uh, Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite can give you visibility and control, and you can manage every penny with precision. You cannot grow your business if you don't know your numbers. This is huge. If you're a good entrepreneur, you know that. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to go faster with confidence. Uh, you will want to go to netsuite.com/why. You can get your free guide, seven actions businesses need to take now, and schedule a free product tour. All you got to do is go to netsuite.com/why. Y, that is W-H-Y. Get that free guide if you like making money. If you don't, I mean, I guess don't do it. But uh, if you're in the business of making money, go to netsuite.com slash Y. Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York has finally admitted, uh, partially, that the mistake that was the health chief Howard Zucker's order that nursing homes must admit coronavirus positive Patience. I just, you know, you look at this and you think to yourself, how is it possible that we have people who actually run states who could make this kind of decision and not understand the repercussions that could possibly happen from it? So, uh, you know, we've seen how bad coronavirus has hit nursing homes, specifically in New York, New York City. And it uh, turns out that all of these nursing homes were forced to accept coronavirus positive patients. They could not deny them admission. Then coronavirus spread, resulting in, I mean, an overwhelming number of deaths. And uh, now he's come out and he's he's reversed it, guys. So no worries. He's reversed it. And he actually, that won't be happening anymore because nursing homes can now refuse to take coronavirus positive patients. I, I do, how, how does this, how does this even happen? How does this happen?
1: You know, New York is a perfect storm in a lot of ways. Uh, there's a, a, there's a very large Italian community there, obviously. There's, there's between LaGuardia and Kennedy Airport, you've got people coming back and forth from Europe, a lot from Italy. Italy, of course, being especially tied to China in the northern part of Italy. So this was the perfect storm. Then you have 12 million people living on top of each other, breathing recirculated air through filters. And, and, and that's why they're still having all of these issues they're having. You would think that when it comes to the care of geriatrics and the elderly that you would try to put that at a very high risk place and try to compartmentalize that because you know that they're the ones who tend to have the underlying conditions and are the ones who statistically are dying from the inflammation caused by coronavirus. And then you're going to start allowing them into assisted living and nursing homes. But the thing that really gets me Is Andrew Cuomo can come out and have his press conferences and sound Mm -hmm. eloquent and say whatever he wants to say. And nobody's willing to look at the fruit of the labors and say, this guy's full of it.
0: Yeah, it's so true. Well, especially when you see people are getting beat up by uh, New York cops in the streets for not wearing a mask. Yet Andrew Cuomo is basically sentencing nursing home patients to death.
2: Sarah, who the heck has run this country? Uh, and, like, and, like, who the heck has run New York State and New York City is perhaps the better really question. really me wonder. I mean, do we have people with, like, a preschool education? Yeah, uh, I think yes. I mean, Andrew... It, yeah.
0: Well, they went to all these elitist schools, and now we see what they learned at all of these elitist schools.
2: You know, I've got some fancy degrees, and I f- don't think that I have a whole lot of common sense, to be honest with you. In fact, I know I need to bulk up my common sense. I would actually trade some of those fancy degrees for some more common sense, frankly. It's true. But you know yeah. what? You, you know, could, if we could hang out. Together, <laughs> you could all, We could learn a we lot. Can of meet, we could meet somewhere in the That's middle, right? That's a symbiotic right? relationship um, right there. What I was going to say was, even I have more than enough common sense. No, this is a freaking dumb idea. Yeah. Like, who yeah. who thinks these things? But, you know, I, I guess good for recognizing that this ridiculously late juncture that it that's a bad idea but I mean like talk about like the bare minimum of recognition and trying to save your you know what um just not horrible stuff I mean look I'm from the New York area my family is there it's ugly it's a it's a bad situation for all the reasons that Chad said it is um there people are on top of each other they're breathing the same air in and out um it's bad stuff um and with idiotic just Utterly asinine leadership from the likes of, of this man and, of course, Mayor de Blasio, uh, you know, uh, holding aside, of course, some of his particularly ugly rhetoric about the Jewish community and all that. Yeah. Um, just bad stuff. I, if I were in New York right now, uh, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to my parents and brother, like, get the heck out. Just leave. Yeah. Get out.
0: Well, and yet, Chad, as you just pointed out, Andrew Cuomo gets overwhelmingly positive numbers when you poll how he's handled the coronavirus uh, pandemic. Trump gets awful numbers when yeah. you're talking about people in New York. People in New York love the way Cuomo's handled it because what? He it's all about the spin.
1: It's all about the spin. You saw it at the very beginning with the Chuck Todd deal on, on the. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's about the spin. You know, you, you listen to a, 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 an Obama speech, and 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 let me be clear. I look, I I, I, I uh, look. Let look, me be clear. You know, I I, I um um. <laughs> And people were like, "He's so he's so good, he's so <laughs> eloquent." And it's like he hasn't said a damn thing. Uh, it's the same with Cuomo. Then you have Trump, who speaks in Trump. I mean, he just speaks in another <laughs> whole other language. And people are like, "This guy, he's an idiot. He's a moron." That's why I said, "Look at the fruit of the labor. Look at the fruit of the labor. What's it producing?" I mean, Trump, for all of his whatever's inadequacies you want to list, the guy was producing some really good stuff in this country. Mm-hmm. By himself, because he had no support. And, you know, I, it, it, then you look at these guys who, look what they're producing.
0: Death. And they're like,
1: oh, I wish he was running for president. <laughs> Really?
0: It's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, so talking about how coronavirus is kind of shaking out in certain states, I was just reading a, um, a story about Georgia. Now, Georgia, I think it's what were 16 days after Georgia reopened. Mm-hmm. Governor Brian Kemp, he was even, I mean, he was criticized by the president himself. And the president came out and said, I don't think he should be doing this. It's too quick. He shouldn't be doing it this way. Now the latest reports show that coronavirus is on the decline there. There were not all of these new cases, a spike in cases like everyone predicted. I mean, they did the same thing when Texas reopened. They said, yeah. oh, well, that, that's great. We'll see what your cases look like in two weeks, Texas. Yeah. All right. They said the same thing to Georgia. And now it turns out that the coronavirus is actually going down in Georgia. I, I don't think Brian Kemp will get credit necessarily, right. but it is nice to see.
2: So I have a pretty simple explanation for that, which is, People are not as stupid as a lot of people actually think the mm-hmm. people are. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times can I say people in one sentence? But, like, we're not dumb, okay? Like, the government can say just go out there and, like, we probably should not, we obviously should not be restricted to the extent that most people in this country are. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we're going to go, like, swim in, like, water parks tomorrow. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> like, like, like you, you got to be Rip Van Winkle sleep it, gonna... sleeping under a rock for 20 years yeah. to, like, not realize there's a once-a-lifetime pandemic going on right now. So people are going to get out there, but they're going to be cautious, okay? They're going to be walking around. They're mostly going to be social distancing. I'm sure some people... People are gonna be still wearing the masks, they're gonna be using the hand sanitizers, they're gonna be taking precautions because it's in it's in human nature to want to survive. We are incentivized to prolong our lives and not die. So the government can tell us to get out there, but and they should obviously in much more degree than they're currently doing, but that doesn't mean their life's gonna to return to normal tomorrow. There's gonna to be no NBA basketball games tomorrow, no Major League Baseball All-Star games, etc. Okay? So that's my explanation yeah. here. I'm not sure if that's backed up by what's actually happening, but my pure op- my my observations from afar is what that is. That's probably what's happening.
0: And, well, and to Josh's point, I mean, especially when you have the government and the mainstream media overwhelmingly trying to scare you and make you think that you're going to die if you get this virus. When at the beginning we were told we just needed to stay inside to slow the spread. Now you have to stay in your homes until this virus goes away magically because you could die. Certainly, if they're if I mean they're pumping us full of fear. We're not going to go out and start kissing random people on the street.
1: Classical liberalism, libertarianism, right, and even good conservatism—real conservatism—is about self-government, yeah. right? Brian Kemp knows that. I was actually on the phone with Brian Kemp the day after; he's a friend, and and I was like, "You going to get the blowback?" And he's like, "Don't care about the blowback. I trust people to do the right thing." And I'm kind of dumb. Like I, I got a new music <laughs> video out. We, we did a new song called "Take Six Feet and Shove It." Right? Mm-hmm. It's just a parody of the song "Take Your Job and Shove It," but yeah. I want people to go back to work, right? And we caught a lot of blow back and stuff like that. And I do dumb things. Like when we were filming the video, it didn't make the video, but I laid down on the floor in the liquor store by (laughs) the little thing that says maintain your distance. And they got mad at me and kicked me out of the liquor store. Uh, So I do dumb things, but but you're right. You know, somebody said, hey, let's go to brunch at a certain Fort Worth restaurant, Wishbone and Flint. uh, And uh, let's go on Sunday. And I looked at my wife and she said, I'm good at home. I'm like, yeah, I'll make some eggs. Uh, because while we're not afraid to go out, we're also not stupid. Right? Yeah. That's right. I have, I have a compromised mother. I've got a compromised mother in law. I'm not going to go out there and just throw caution to the wind and be like, F you, we're going to do this. Right. It's dumb.
0: Yeah. All right. We've got uh, more coming up, including Rose McGowan dropping a bombshell yes. uh, accusing yeah. Bill Maher of sexual harassment. You're not going to want to miss this. Back in a minute.
1: Josh Hammer and I, we're going to run barbed wire and catch snakes. I today. Yeah. Let's go hunting together. Let's go. We can catch oh. up.
0: McGowan just kind of going scorched earth on Twitter. Now, if you have young ones in the room, probably want to remove them for this. Going to do my best to uh, get through it, but I'm also joined by Chad Prather today, and I don't know what he's going to say. So uh, <laughs> we'll get Neither to does he. <laughs> Rose McGowan's tweet about Bill Maher. Now, she said, Here's a memory I'd like to share with you. I bet you don't remember, but I do. I was really excited to be on your show and get to flex my mind instead of my face. Here's what happened. All I can say, Bill you get the face you deserved. So what her story is was that she said, I was on your show Politically Incorrect in the late 90s. As the show returned from a commercial break, you leaned over to me and whispered in my ear, my parents didn't give me a good face, but they did give me a, I will tell you that that is blurred out, but it actually, he's saying a large... Phallus. ...member, yes. Uh, I could feel your hot breath on my ear as an image of both your hideous face and alleged member... Flashed in my mind. Both turned my stomach. I've always wondered what you say and do to the girls that aren't famous. Wow. Whoa. Did anyone see where this came from? Like, why did she ju- was it just a random thing? Like, what did Bill Maher do recently that made Rose McGowan go, oh, that's it. I'm, I am burning you to the ground. I don't know. But uh, you got to be real uncomfortable if you're Bill Maher today.
1: Uh, <laughs> sounds like Bill Maher's been uncomfortable his whole life. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, you know, I kind of feel like this whole, whether it's Me Too, Third Wave Feminist, Rose McGowan, Alyssa Milano, all this, I think they're in such a stampede to remain relevant that they're willing to just pull everything out, scorched earth, as you said, Carthaginian peace. We're going to plow the fields under, pour salt on it so nothing will ever grow again. They want to bring everything down. Which is fine by me. I'm like, let's let it burn. I mean, mm-hmm. tear the wall down. The, the the Hollywood wall. The the it needs to be torn down anyway. It's a disgusting place. It's a disgusting CD underbelly. There's a lot of sinister things that are going on there, uh, and and <clears throat> the things that you speculate are mostly true. It's it's a horrible place. As a guy who is a part of that industry, I spend a lot of time out there. I know a lot of people in that industry, and I hear the stories that are out there. You know, you can you can decipher the fact from the fiction pretty quickly. There's some fanciful things that are out there you don't know whether to believe or not, but I have zero doubt. Bill Maher probably said that. But at the same time, I have zero doubt that I... Have said some really stupid things in my life. If you wanted to, Sarah, you you and I are very close friends. Yeah. You're you're a sister to me. Yeah. You and I have joked around. I have said things and done things in in our ways of saying things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that if you wanted to, you could tweet something out there. If you Take just it out decided, yeah, you could just pull yeah. something out there. Yeah. Is it proper? Is it is it should it have been said? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, for us, because I mean, <laughs> right. it's how we joke around. Right, right. 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 But it's all in that context. Is it appropriate? No. I don't want my mom to hear it. But pff, I mean, if push comes to shove.
0: Yeah. Did, <laughs> <laughs> does he, Josh, does he, I'm not going to add Chad, Chad this question because he's biased. Does Bill Maher get any sort of like uh, grace because he's a comedian? Because um, like he has the comedian defense, right? I'm just a comedian. I just do it for laughs. In left. this context, if the facts are
2: alleged, I, I'm not so sure about that, to be honest right. with you. Um, now look, I, to your question earlier, though, Sarah, like how, why is this happening? So I don't watch Bill Maher on a regular basis. I honestly don't know, but I can speculate. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of issues that Bill Maher has been uh, anti-politically correct on over the years. He's obviously a man of the left. No one would ever yeah. deny that. But there are two issues that come immediately to mind that he has always stood out on and not kind of being part of the leftist group thing. He's very defensive of free speech. He has no tolerance whatsoever for kind of this new leftist progressive inclination to shut down speech um, under kind of like, you know, the guise of hate speech and all. He's been very critical of that. And the other is radical Islam. Bill Maher has very little tolerance for -hmm. for radical Islamists, uh, terrorists. He does not subscribe to kind of the Linda Sarsour, Ilan Omar narrative on some of those issues. So maybe he said something along those lines that kind of sparked this. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But the more interesting point is that, This is this coming right, I think, um, after obviously the Biden, Tara Reid stuff is going to be another interesting example of whether the Hollywood left, the left, the chat is apparently so familiar with. uh, (laughs) um, Whether they will put their money where their mouth is. Uh, They have another chance to actually uh, uphold their 2018 Brett Kavanaugh era. Believe all women narrative. Right. This is Rose McGowan. This is no small person. This is like a prominent person. She's got a lot of cultural, social and professional cachet in those exact circles. What's going to happen to Bill Maher? Are they going to pull the, the advertisers? Is it going to be astroturfing? I don't know. I mean, it'll be an interesting social experiment to watch unfold, though.
0: Yeah, it will be. Well, and especially, you know, you're talking about Rose McGowan, who I feel like she is kind of a, a, a figure of the Me Too movement. She's not, you know, one of the co-founders who actually came out and said, "Yeah, I'm still going to vote for Joe Biden. It's fine. Uh, it, it's totally fine whether or not those allegations are true. I don't know, but I'm still going to vote for Joe Biden. You have a co-founder of the Women's March uh, actually saying that, and then you have Rose McGowan, who is still a very big uh, figurehead in Me Too, but who also is still like, no, I still think we should believe all women, and I think that women should, you know, whatever they say, should be believed, and you guys should hold yourselves accountable to that. It'll be interesting to see which one kind of right. surfaces as the the winner in this movement. What's your you- take
1: on it in that regard? I mean, what's, what's your take on, uh, it, you know, he leans over, he says something that's obviously inappropriate, I mean, how do how do you perceive it? Do you pull Bill Maher down? I mean, does he, no. do you crucify the guy? No, I don't think it's a big deal.
0: I think he's trying to be funny. Yeah. I mean, I, is it gross? Yeah, I think it's disgusting. Have I had men say worse to me? Yeah, certainly I have. So, I mean, it's like I, I don't – I certainly don't think that – I think that it diminishes – the Me Too movement to have those types of things, right? Like there was no assault that took place. There was no like forced contact or but, anything. He, said, to, he made but,
1: a crude joke. But go back to, and I don't want to belabor this point, but go back to Louis C.K., a comedian who obviously was in the habit of oh, yeah. going into hotel rooms with Louis women friends got and you know, masturbating in Mm -hmm. front of them. And then you have Sarah Silverman who comes out and defends him and says, well, we just knew that's what he was going to do. Right. Like, that's who he was.
0: He also asked for permission every time. Right. So the consent, I mean, to be
1: fair, it's, it's, freaky but it's
0: like, you know, he got the consent. So there's, there's this whole there's this whole
1: standard of things that are out there. And then you're going to say, oh, well, but at the end of the day, let me just tell you, they don't get a pass because of it. But it says Hollywood. There are certain acceptable things in Hollywood that you people. <laughs> yeah, you people. y'all. I mean, that you would cringe. I mean, you were just like, yeah. oh, my God, that really happens. And it happens on an everyday basis. Yeah. A whole other world. I'm telling you, we are very short-sighted when it comes to what the other side looks like. It's very seedy. It's very evil. It's very dark.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for that dose of optimism. <laughs> I pray no, I mean, I'm I telling you, the Hollywood wall has got to come down.
1: Yeah. Well, that if is If it true. never
0: does, it never does. But it, I don't down. think it will, but it, it should. All right. Back in a minute. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, Sarah, do you mind if I... Today's poll, who has done more damage to America's institutions? Adam Schiff wins this one, uh, 59%, Trump. followed by James Comey at 41%. He wasn't an option. George man bad. Yeah, he wasn't an option. Sorry. Uh, I know the left is very triggered. Today's poll, are you satisfied with the White House's response to the pandemic? Your options are yes, no, or somewhat. I don't know. <laughs> Let us know what you think. What are you laughing about?
1: That's just a funny question.
0: Are you satisfied with the White House's response? I mean, I don't. How do you know? There's so much we don't know. How do you know? You don't. Well, it's you don't, and you know, Josh. Tell me where I'm wrong on this, but it's like you could. You you could shut up. You could judge (laughs) right now, right? or you could wait a year from now and say okay now we can look back and see but then how do you know how you're supposed to react in the moment when you have no information it's yeah. hard to critique that oh that's clearly
2: right i mean huh. I mean, I would I would cop out and go with the somewhat honestly. I mean, yep. they they've done some good yep. things, but uh, look, I i I wrote a very critical column that you so 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 graciously tweeted out last week, mm-hmm. uh, criticizing the president for not standing with his own voters. So I I would like him to do not just a little but a lot more of that, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, stop delegating authority to Fauci and Burks and start yeah. standing mm-hmm. once again with the people whose livelihoods are being lost. Um, but look, he he has done some good stuff. He was ahead of the curve, obviously, on the China travel stuff back in January. It was it was too little, but. Yeah.
0: He's not done a terrible job. Yeah. Uh, And certainly to anyone accusing him of abusing his power and shutting America down, uh, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. That was the States, you guys. Just so you know, fact check. Uh, All right. Guys, thanks for being here. See you guys tomorrow.
1: Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at BlazeTV.com.